Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by 12 by 12. Picture book authors need to be fairly prolific to be published. That's why members of 12 by 12 aim to write one picture book draft a month. Through an online forum, monthly webinars, a private Facebook group, and more, members enjoy the accountability, support, and motivation of a fantastic community of authors and illustrators. I have been a member of 12 by 12. I can attest it is a truly special community. Registration is only open in January and February, so visit 12by12challenge.com slash membership for more information. That's 12x12challenge.com slash membership for more information. I don't know if you tuned in or anybody did recently. I did the the first Latinx Kidlit um, book festival. The book festival is so good. I have a local friend. Lulu De La Cruz is um, a local friend of mine. And so she was on a panel and she was like, hey, just so you know, this is happening. And I was like, oh, my word, I'm so glad you told me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. And Jackie, you were with like 120 other, was it like 100 and something other Latinx and Hispanic creators? I was like, I'm humbled by it. I, I was humbled and honored. I mean, there were, I mean, everybody, Juji Morales. Juji was there, I know. Oh, my God. Elizabeth Acevedo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They were like, uh, I mean, amazing, amazing. Emma Otegi. Otegi um, yeah. Monica lot. Brown was there, oh, yeah. who I love. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Monica Brown, Meg Medina, um, on and on and on. And I was part of a panel with Eric Velasquez, Ken Please. <laughs> And, and and the other person was um, Magdalena Mora, which is the illustrator for my upcoming book. Okay. And I, I wish you knew. And um, and then the um, the moderator was Diana Lopez. Oh. And the other yes, and the other uh, panelist was Sylvia uh, Lopez, who is this incredible twenty year long, well maybe more librarian and who's also a writer but I hear you are too Matthew but anyway it was just a delight so if you want to guys I'm tooting here a little bit you know it's on YouTube and it's it's free and it's still up there and if you want to get good yeah 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 because we were the what you were just talking about the the title of our panel was picture books in the age of activism so oh yeah 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 so it was just really uh, an amazing time and speaks to what you're talking about. 
This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 653. Welcome! I'm your host, Matthew Winner. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash matthewcwinner, or on PayPal at childrensbkpod if you want to support the show. Today I'm joined by Jackie Azwa Kramer and Cindy Derby. Jackie and Cindy share The Boy and the Gorilla, a book about a difficult topic and one handled with great grace and care. It's a story that addresses the 800-pound gorilla in the room while walking the reader down a path to healing. You have no doubt faced grief in your life, listener. I know you have. I have too. This story invites us to start with answers and find the questions. Please welcome my guests, Jackie Azwa Kramer and Cindy Derby, author and illustrator of The Boy and the Gorilla. Hi, my name is Jackie Azua Kramer, and my name sounds a little weird because the Azua part is um, I'm Latina, so um, a combination of Ecuadorian, Puerto Rican, and Spanish, and that makes me um, full of spice. Um, and just uh, a lot of stuff going on that um, makes me the picture book author that I am. So um, some of the titles that I've written besides A Boy and a Gorilla is uh, If You Want to Fall Asleep, That's for Babies, and my upcoming book, um, I Wish You Knew, um, illustrated by Magdalena Mora, comes out this May. I have a few more titles. I don't know if I want to mention them all up, but I'll mention one more that I'm very excited about. And that one also comes comes out in the fall of 2021. And it's a nonfiction picture book, my first. And it's called um, Dorothy and Herbert Vogel, Ordinary People and Their Extraordinary Collection of Art. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to be here with Matthew and Cindy. And that's it. <laughs> So excited to be here with you guys too. Um, my name is Cindy Derby, and I am an author and illustrator of picture books. Uh, my first book that came out uh, in 2019 was How to Walk an Ant, and I also illustrated a poetry collection called Climbing Shadows by Shannon Bramer. And this year, I had four books come out, and. Um, Outside In by Deborah Underwood. I was the illustrator for that. Um, also, Too Many Birds was my second author illustrated book. And of course, The Boy and the Gorilla. And also a book called Born uh, by John Sobel. And that was with Groundwood Books. And my background is in puppetry and theater. And I eventually found my way to picture books. And so, yeah, I'm really, really excited to be here. Whoa, I have all the questions, but first, <laughs> hi, Jackie, welcome back. Uh, hi, Cindy, welcome you know, for the hi. first time. Big fan, big fan. Ma- Matthew, I forgot to mention, I just, shame on me, um, Cindy just reminded me, my first picture book that started it all, which I was interviewed by you, Matthew, three years ago, is The Green Umbrella, with uh, illustrated by Morel Sasuni, and I forgot to mention that because that really um, 
was exciting time for me with it my first picture book. Like off, it is for so many. It did. It did. And uh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And just, you know, classroom visits and uh, connecting with readers at, at bookstores and libraries. So um, that was really fantastic. And that's probably one of the yeah. best, best parts of my job. Aw. Jackie, was that published by North South? It was. I yeah. So. And was, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool because it's now in like four different languages, five, I think. Oh, cool. So. I know. Don't you love that? And, I do love that. Uh, I know. And we could say the same, right, Cindy, for the boy and the gorilla? I mean, I think it's in like, yeah. what, five languages? I think, yeah, I think it's, is it five now? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, so cool. Five. Cindy, yeah, a secret yeah. thing that I love, I'm like obsessed with, in because I know that, I, I, <laughs> the reason why I said Cindy, I'm realizing is because, Cindy, I follow you on, <laughs> on the socials, and it's fun to follow uh, artists oh. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, so there's the connection. My brain went to Instagram because my, my, I, my, my friend Karina Yanglazer, who um, used to co-host Kidlet these days with me on Book Riot, um, she's the author of the Vanderbeekers middle grade books and yes. she and many other folks. I love when you get these, these foreign language editions of your books yeah. and you like have them all side by side. And sometimes <sighs> the covers change a little bit or the font changes or the, this changes mm-hmm. or that, but that's a really that's a cool thing. Sorry, Cindy, I didn't I didn't mean intentionally to, to say your name. I don't know why it came out that way. But I do think it's cool just to know that you all have have books that are, are, are published around the world and are translated and, and I hope you've you've received copies of them too, because that's just kind of a cool thing, right? I, I have I yeah. not received them yet. Have you received them, Jackie? I've only received the British version, and believe it or not, Matthew, there is a difference because um, they um, use the word "mum," the pronoun "mum" for yes. mom, and <laughs> biscuit, <laughs> right? Biscuit, biscuit for cookie. Two so words. yeah, so that's it. Yeah, so I got the. I think I have maybe a, the Dutch version and the British version, but that's about it. I haven't received um, the other copies, but I'm looking forward to them. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's really wonderful to hear this book is already reaching so many different folks in all these different places. We're going to talk about um, this book specifically, uh, The Boy and the Gorilla, and and what drove you to write it and how you found it, Cindy. And I want to ask all the things. Uh, but first, like I said, I want to thank you both for being here and for all of these wonderful books you, you bring to our readers and Cindy, what a busy year you've had. Um, it's been, but, it's been but busy. I'm going to climb yeah. under a log <laughs> next, <laughs> next year. Well, Let I've, things grow out of me. <laughs> I've loved in so fast a time to see what I feel like is such a, a, a um, wide variety of, of, I don't know, of voices through you as an illustrator from how to walk an ant to the boy and the gorilla. I can tell that it's the same artist hand at work, but stylistically um, they have very different voices. And I, I love that, that we're able to see that already in, in what you're sharing with the world. That's really wonderful. So, so thank you both for this. And are we ready to jump in? I, I feel like I'm almost nervous to jump in. I think because this book, 
affected me the way it did. So, so Aww. pardon my hesitation, but mm-hmm. Jackie, would you mind introducing the boy and the gorilla for, for again, those that maybe haven't encountered this book yet? Yes, sure. Okay. So the boy and the gorilla is about a boy who is grieving the loss of his mother and an imaginary gorilla who, um, answers his questions on death and dying and his feelings about uh, sadness, confusion, isolation, even, you know, feeling angry sometimes and helps him to find a path to healing um, with finally with his father. So, yeah. I think that this book, well, I know that this book caught me by surprise. When I receive review copies or ARCs, I organize them on my bookshelf that's just right to my right here. I organize them by release month, and I tend to read books in the month they're coming out. So Jackie and Cindy, despite having an ARC of this book, for a, for a little while, I, I, I knew your cover. I thought it beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I even... Um, recommended it through this activity children's activity calendar I do for Demco for a a library corporation and yet I hadn't read it until it it came out and when I did it was so beautiful and so moving and I felt most importantly perhaps that it was handled with such a gentle hand um, Mm. one that worked in such interesting juxtaposition to a gorilla, which feels mm-hmm. like a big and perhaps threatening animal, perhaps yeah. also loving. I mean, I think that this perhaps psychologically was really playing with a lot of thoughts in my head. Jackie, I wonder from a story perspective first, what, how you walked into this book and how maybe ultimately it became a boy and a gorilla. Oh, wow. Well, there's a couple of questions there. Um, so the story was inspired by by true events. Um, sadly, um, two little girls that um, my daughter babysat for um, during Hurricane Sandy. Um, I don't know if you experienced that in Maryland, but here in New York, it was a pretty big deal. And um, their father was unfortunately killed while trying to get um, his two daughters and his wife to a safer place during during the storm. And I remember feeling so bereft and sad because I had them over for a crazy little tea party once and <laughs> they were just adorable. And I just felt like, what, what can I do? Um, what can I do as a writer? And I was... I remember I had just finished the Green Umbrella, and I um I was at the time I was working with an editor, and she says, "Well, you're a writer, write the story," and I was I was like, "Easier said than done," you know. It was um yeah right, and my background as a, a counselor in in education, so I was guidance counselor in public New York City public schools for a little while, and I just noted the way children play because that kind of pain and sorrow their their emotions aren't expressed like 
you know, well, so what's going on with you today? Oh yeah, my, you know, mom died. No, it comes through play. And I just imagined, and one, I remember one little child that always loved going for this stuffed toy in my office and watching them whisper to the little toy and the stuffed toy. And I just thought, what, what if that toy, you know, was sort of the metaphorical idiom of, of the sadness and the grief and it, it came to life. And, um, it's kind of like the saying, the pink elephant in the room mm-hmm. or the 800 pound, the 800 pound mm-hmm. gorilla in the room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh, and that's exactly, course. yeah, yeah, that, that right. Exactly. And so uh, I turned that gorilla to me and Cindy did that so beautifully. And she'll tell you more about how she just dis- discovered how to do that. But I always imagined him huge and, but just with a beautiful, gentle, um, non-threatening. I actually said that in my, I had an art note about that. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of a wise expression and gentle eyes and, and non-threatening. And yeah, that's how, um, I don't even know if I answered your question. No, I, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes, you did. I love hearing that it was sort of this comfort object brought to life. Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from teachingbooks.net. Teaching Books strives to personalize each reader's connections to children's and young adult books. Discover thousands of resources that bring books and reading to life. Sign up for free today at teachingbooks.net. As a comfort object, right? The gorilla here is absolutely a a comfort object, a a presence in that way. And Cindy, just from the cover alone, the Mm. there's so much I want to talk about your process, but I do want to first talk about how you engaged with this manuscript when it came to you. But but just to praise you on on cover alone, that you have this this massive gorilla taking up at least a third of the page with with shades of, of purple, of lilac and gray, and this boy looking up at a gorilla that's maybe two and a half or three times its height leaning over like this, but the, the sort of glow of this yellow flower that, that the gorilla is offering the boy and how, mm-hmm. how strongly you're able to draw our eye to that flower um, and then mm. to the expression shared between the boy, there's so much mm. going on here that, that Cindy is just, it's truly exceptional work. Thank you. Thank it's, you, Matthew. It's <laughs> powerful. Could you please share with us how, how you, how, just how your, your, your first steps into this manuscript, your, oh, wow. how you even came <laughs> connected to it. Do you remember? I, I do. I, I remember when, um, uh, my agent, uh, Jennifer Loughran, she, she sent it over and she said, oh my God, Cindy. <laughs> and I, I just dropped everything and, and I read it and I was just 
so moved right away by Jackie's words. And she really set the stage so, so beautifully. Um, she had these amazing art notes, which usually illustrators are like, what, what, are, what, are, you know, I don't need art notes, sure. <laughs> you know, and, but, but Jackie had these brilliant art notes, um, that set the stage in the beginning. And, um, right, right from there, I just, I, I feel like it played like a movie in my head and, Right away, you know, I, I said yes, you know, to the project. And it took me a while to dive into um, the sketches. But it's so funny because I, I feel like I knew right away the feeling that I wanted to convey in the illustrations. Um, and I knew that I wanted the gorilla to look um, more, more realistic um, a little more. And, and so what I did was I went to, um, the San Francisco zoo and I would watch this silverback gorilla there named Oscar. And I would just sit quietly, watch this beautiful gorilla. And I loved, so the, he had all these beautiful expressions and I, I started to kind of draw his expressions on his face in my notebook. And that was kind of my guiding light for the book was his eyes. And this is what inspired me to, to follow, follow this thread of, I, I want to, I'd like to convey this, this gorilla in a gentle and yet very dynamic way. And so I approached the art with, I didn't know. I actually wasn't very good at drawing. I didn't know how to draw a gorilla. So <laughs> I, I went through, I didn't, <laughs> I look back at some of my old sketches and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm really glad we didn't go in that direction, you know, but I, I really just spent time trying to capture um, the, the spirit of this gorilla that I would visit at the San Francisco zoo. Um, and once I, once I then, I, 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 once I feel like I, I got the face that I wanted and it was just using the, the, some, uh, powdered charcoal for the, for the face. And it created the, these kind of very fine lines and it created this, um, almost like an, an intensity and softness at the same time, if that makes mm. sense. And mm. So then I moved on to color and I, right away, I was drawn to purple and um, I could talk more about, about the colors, you know, and why I chose, uh, why I chose purple for the gorilla. But um, yeah, that's a little bit about. Uh... Yeah, let's do that in a moment. But first I wanted to just to. I, can I just add one little please. thing, Matthew? Oh, no, please. Um, just a note of flattery um, for, you know, um, for Cindy, I, I'd love to share this. I think I've shared it with her um, in the past, but I actually, when uh, Liz Bicknell, who was my editor uh, from Candlewick for this book, she's amazing, right? We agree on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I actually had asked and talk about Instagram and social media. I was uh, following Cindy and I don't remember how I connected with her work. But just from Instagram, there were a couple of images of a little boy on a boat 
going down mm-hmm. a river. I think with a little, he had like a little paper hat on or something. I don't, I'm not sure. But um, I, when I saw that and some of her other stuff, I said to Liz Vignell, you know, I'd like to throw in Cindy Derby's name um, uh, for the illustrator. And thankfully, when you work with certain editors and houses, um, they welcome you into the process. And she didn't say, shoo shoo me and be like, oh, yeah, thanks. But we've got this covered. Um, she um, she actually said, you know, that's a good idea. And the next thing you know, you know, your rest is history, right? The idea that you could be like, I think I'd love Cindy Derby. And your editor would be like, heck, yes. Jackie, I am getting goosebumps that like, one day when I'm at a place with an editor and we're talking about like, so you bought my book, I could be like, so there's this artist. And they might say yes, it's crazy to me. I love that. I'm obsessed with that. But Cindy, I have to go back to you for a second and call you out because I I, I just about started crying because uh, you're talking about Oscar and immediately uh, I turn to the dedication page <laughs> because it's for Oscar. Jackie, you have a beautiful dedication. Jackie writes to all children, mm-hmm. trust your feelings. And below this thing that I just kept wondering, like what? What could this mean for Oscar? Mm. And I just as well assumed it must be a kid you know or a kid you're raising yeah. or something. Yeah. And then to hear that, oh, Oscar, thank you. Thank you to know that, that <laughs> yeah, Oscar is in this book that way. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I, I really, I connected. <laughs> I, I, I had a strong emotional connection, you know, with, with, with that gorilla at the zoo. And I, I think because I, I was like, you know, sketch, sketching him for hours. And so I, I felt like I really, yeah, I wanted to, to capture his spirit as much as possible. Well, before we go too deep into process, um, because I, I do want to return to color, and especially I want to talk about red and a mm. red bird, but I especially <laughs> want to talk about red. Um, and Jackie, I... I want to talk about developing this manuscript as well. Those two things are on my mind. But first, I'm wondering if it would be okay if I read aloud some of this book. And I'm going to read it. Thank you. I'm going to read it just as I read it in my head and just as I read it to my children. So um, that is to say that that those listening um, should note, and I'm sure you'll hear me turning my pages because we always hear the page turns, but, um, (laughs) there are not, this is not a book of many words. It is, it is, um, very, very restrained in that way. And it's, it's beautiful in that way too. Um, mm, here we go. So, um, we do start off with, with, uh, two wordless spreads of, of a a group of people, but in particular, a, a boy and his father, uh, walking away across this um, field and a gorilla opposite on the page. And then we see um, uh, the boy and, and the father in a in a room. We, I mean, ultimately we were, I think, walking away, I would assume, from a funeral service, and now we're, we're in this home together, and there's this giant gorilla. Um, and we pick up in the backyard um, with the gorilla. Your mother's garden is beautiful, 
May I help? Okay. My mom died. I know. How do you know when someone dies? A person's body stops working. Like their heartbeat? Yes. Will we all die? Yes, we all do. But you have many more kites to fly. I'm going to stop there. I think it's best to stop there. Um, there are so many motifs that are carried throughout this book, and it, uh, I, I would, I'm, I'm restraining from asking where that comes from because I think part of the magic is knowing that it comes from both of you. It comes from mm. Jackie, what you put into this manuscript, and it comes from Cindy, what you not only saw in this manuscript, but also what you bring into this book yourself. So I'm going to mm. leave that space for that for for that magic to just exist. But Jackie, mm. I want to ask you what it was like getting to this version, this final version of the manuscript, because so powerfully, as I hope folks noticed in reading this. There's no, um, he said, she, uh, he said, the gorilla said, there's no quotation marks. It is just text and italicized text. Um, and we are to intuit that it is, uh, we're to intuit who is talking. Um, and, and that space is something that I really found affecting in this book. It was very affecting. So Jackie, could you talk a little bit about how you got to this place? Ooh, okay. So, um, I think once I knew the gorilla, um, the way Cindy knew Oscar, I just knew the kinds of questions that he would ask and it, and the, I'm sorry, the kinds of answers he would give and the kind of questions then that would lead the boy to ask. So I didn't think of any, um, you know, tags, no narration. I just kept it focused on their conversation um, in my mind. And um, I also think that my counseling background came into play because I knew the kind of things that kids want to know about and the kinds of, as you described earlier in our conversation, um, that grief um, just doesn't happen and go away. You know, it comes in many shapes and forms. Um, and in the story, we see that at different points, um, he is he's actually angry when he doesn't want, you know, um, his father to read a book to him at night and he shares with the gorilla that um, he doesn't like his pancakes as much as his mom's. So um, all of that was just what I would call stages. I was thinking kind of, um, and I'm trying to think of her name. She wrote a beautiful, um, a classic book on death and dying. And I kind of can see her LK, but I can't think of the name, but mm. anyway, she talked about the stages of grief and 
children have them too, but they also have this kind of magical thinking. And so the question, um, you know, will, can she come back? And I'm going to climb that tree. Maybe she's up there. That is that beautiful time in a child's life, what I call magical thinking, where um, things are kind of fuzzy and they can will things to be. Um, and I wanted some of that magical thinking along with just a little reality touch, a little, you know, a little foundational so that when a child is reading this, you know, um, they can have a clear sense without too much, um, too much direction. So one part there, a uh, part of the story that I absolutely worked very hard on and I, <laughs> Uh, I'm proud. I could say that I'm pleased with the result that I came is when yeah. the boy asks, boy asks the question, um, where do we, where do we all go? Um, I can't even remember mm. my own dialogue, <laughs> but I think it was something like, where do we go? Right. When we die. And he doesn't say that, but he says, where do we go? Or something like that. And, um, uh, the gorilla responds, no one knows for sure. And then the boy interacts with that answer right and he says well maybe mom's here she liked mm -hmm. the waves so i was giving an opportunity for the reader um and, and in also a very kind of a secular way is to um do we really know for sure and maybe some do and and a, and a caregiver can discuss mm -hmm. that with their young reader um but it's an opportunity for a conversation um, there and for perhaps the reader to think about well um, maybe mom's in her garden because she loved gardening you know um, yeah. yeah so yeah the so most disarming question for me that you asked the entire book um, is when will I feel better mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to answer that when you know she's still with you, I thought, mm. I thought that's something I need to remember too. I think mm. that we as adults, all of us, struggle with death, confront death in very different ways, and we will based on who we lose in our life. That's, that's natural to say that because that's relationship that we're also grieving the loss of uh, in mm -hmm. addition to the person but I think in how I process death, one of the hardest things, too, is sometimes not knowing what questions to ask or how to ask them. You do this wonderful thing through your manuscript, which is that we just keep talking. And I think modeling that, mm -hmm. the fact that the gorilla allows the boy to just keep talking and making these observations with that that magical thinking but also just asking these questions and sort of bouncing back and forth that way is what also keeps us connected and um i really i really thought that was wonderful so cindy i I, I can't read this book without seeing your work and perhaps jackie has the same experience mm -hmm. you know you write these words mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then when they're when they're married with art, it's I think inexplicably impossible mm -hmm. perhaps to separate them again, and I th I think that that's 
that's a real gift you brought to this book. You you really handled it with care, and I love I love the purples, and I love mm, the reds. I would love for you to talk to me about <laughs> the purples, and then talk about the reds. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I. Um, so I feel like, um, just, I, I created, um, a color map, uh, when I started working on this book, but I started making one and then I kind of just threw, threw it, threw it aside and I ended up just using my instincts (laughs) and, uh, just trusting my instincts. And so, and I, I wanted to, I think purple was uh i my i just knew i when i found discovered that that specific purple uh i thought yes this is it and i think and if i were to i can't it's hard to describe what it was but if i'm if i were to analyze it maybe it's because it's like the color is this it's this in between of of cool colors and warm colors and then and so that in a way um it, it for me it conveys this emotion of of warmth and um and and kindness and i so in the beginning of the book i i use yeah a lot more subdued colors uh lot more cooler tones and as the boy begins opening up um, I start to use a bit of warmer colors but throughout even when I use the cooler colors in the beginning I made a conscious choice to put a spot of brightness somewhere um, just hanging out and I put it at first it was in the bird, but then on other spreads, it's in the kite, um, or in, um, the tomatoes and the boy's mom's garden. And then I, this kind of bird character took over too. And I thought, I'm just going to interweave this bird throughout. And so that's it. Red was just this nice, it was just this little little spot of spot of hope <laughs> and uh, that that I wanted to carry throughout throughout the story and so and by the end I use yeah a lot more oranges and um, the one my favorite spread is the um, let's see when the boy asks why did she have to die and they're both on on a, um, hanging out on a tree branch. Uh, someone had pointed this out and I didn't, I don't know, maybe it was you, Matthew, that pointed this out, or it was some, someone had said that the, the tree branch is so, it was almost, it looks so brittle, but it was holding up the gorilla and the boy yeah. at the same time. And, and I, I, when someone said that, I went, well, I didn't, I, I didn't realize I had done that. And I think it was just uh, my subconscious. And um, that's beautiful. The instinct to be using, to be following the instinct that way. Yeah. And yeah. And so the colors were, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I just tried my goal with, with 
with illustrating this book um, was just to convey the the emotions through the composition and also the colors and it was wonderful because you know Jackie was just talking about um, and how we were talking about the how there's no he said you know the gorilla right. said mm -hmm. and it's just the and we in the beginning I I, I kind of struggled with that and I thought how am I going to make it look like okay this is the gorilla talking and this is the boy talking so um, I designed or I created the composition so that the gorilla and the boy were on opposite spreads and then they come together. And by that point, the audience knows yes. um, who's speaking. But then there was another thing at play too. It was like a triangle and then there was the dad. And so compositionally, I tried to keep him uh, far from the boy and uh, to have them far apart and just living in the same same space, but not together until until the you know I won't reveal too much until the final moment where where they sh they share space on the same page. Um, so I I just thought about I broke it down in, in kind of very um, in a simple way so that. Because I, it it can be overwhelming when you when you, I mean I I was overwhelmed when I when I uh, started working on this because I'm like there's so much this is like so, I I want to, you know there's this pressure you put on yourself as an illustrator you're like I want to do this right I want to I I want to make Jackie proud, <laughs> and, and, and I'm like I want to make her proud. Well, you and did. So, and so, you know I I was giving giving myself a really, really hard time. And, and, but then as soon as I just like, I kind of thought, you know what, I, I, I know what loss feels like. Uh, and I, I'm going to, to really dive, dive into that feeling and just follow my instincts on that. Um, and not, do what I think I should do. I just am going to paint the way that I feel. <laughs> and so, yeah. That's, uh... Uh, yeah. The way it turned out was beautiful. I'm glad that you were able to follow your feelings that way. And I love, I love how, how do you say this to an artist? I love how, as a non-artist, let me describe your art, right? Well, I guess that's a great way to, to see how a non-artist is interacting with it, I suppose. Um, I love how wet the pages feel. Mm. I know that when you use watercolor, that you can yeah. make colors really bright or stand out or really this or really that. And you don't. And in fact, a lot of this feels not to this degree, like we're looking at it through you know, like a, a window pane that's just rain is pouring over it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it, it definitely looks like there's there's indistinct lines around mm -hmm. most of the shapes until we work our way toward the end. And then we start seeing some like defining line work coming in some of the details. But I, I really thought that, that that was just the right touch that the story needed because this is to be frank this is a story where we don't really come out of 
the grieving, nor should we. But this isn't a book that launches like, and now, 12 years later, see, the kid is like pretty okay, even though he still thinks of his mom. We, re we really sit here with that child in the grief, right? Um, but I also, again, from my, from, from how I read it, um, and who knows what other readers are seeing in this book. We see perhaps projections of, of ourselves or our own needs or, or who knows what. But when I first saw the bird, Cindy, and this would have been on maybe my third reading, <laughs> I ever since then could not not see his mom. Oh, and so when I read your book, this is one just one reader's experience. Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. I read your book, Red is Mom. And and I would love to invite you. This is a ridiculous thing for me to say it this way. <laughs> but I would love to invite you if if now you're at a place having finished the book where you're able to sort of step back into the book with some distance to it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I would yeah. love for you to, to, to look at what perhaps your subconscious was doing oh. in that we first see red in dying flowers. And then we see red in the gorilla holding one in his hand. We see red in this bird that's at the window and the, the things that they're drawing together we see red in the boy's scarf and in the red mm -hmm. kite that he's mm -hmm. flying. We see wow. red in the heart-shaped flowers <laughs> wow. when they're in Are the field together. <laughs> but most powerfully, and I mean this in a stunning, do not miss this reader's way, is that when the boy is ready to approach his dad, because much of the text, much of the story in this book is the child missing his mom and not being ready to talk to dad yet? Not being ready to find dad, even though we know and we see that dad is also grieving. Yeah. But what we see in your composition on that page where the only word that's on that page is dad with those three mm -hmm. dots, those ellipses, is that we see the gorilla take up most of the entire left page spread. Yeah. And on the other side, we see a triangle with boy and dad in in his bedroom through the doorway grieving and that mm. red bird above both of them. <laughs> and it's just beautiful. And it doesn't need to be intentional or not. Uh, it could have been mm. that you planned it all along or that you didn't. But on that next page, that red is not there. It is just the boy and his dad and the gorilla oh. looking on through the door. But that is like the one page in your book where the red is not on the page. Oh. And it's just wow. beautiful. <laughs> Can beautiful. I just say, Matthew, you are just, I mean, it's because oh. this is what you do. But wow. I mean, I'm enlightened as well. <laughs> I have goosebumps. <laughs> I have goosebumps, yeah. But I just, I want to say something before, just before Cindy shares whatever the subject. I've been very careful, and I don't know if Cindy wants to do that as well, but I have been very careful with some of the classes that I've met with. I don't allow myself, because they've asked me, you know, 
what because they pick up on that red bird right away. Children like see everything. Of course they and do. they do. And they ask me, you know, who you know, some will say it and like you think it's the mom, whatever. Um, some just ask me, what what is the red bird? Um, I didn't write that in my manuscript. I always say that that was right out of um, Cindy's imagination. But I always leave that to them. I don't, I, if anything, I say for me, it perhaps symbolizes hope and love because especially because yeah. it's red. Cindy but mentioned I don't hope say, earlier. I, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, also guess though that much like the gorilla, that red bird is what you need it to be. It's whatever you need it, whatever the reader needs it to be. Right, exactly. Because the gorilla could be the mom if you wanted to look at sure. it that way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's it's kind of open-ended. And also in the way that, you know, Cindy illustrated it, it, it leaves room. And that's exactly, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm fangirling too over Cindy because <laughs> I think she, she, she really allowed my work you know, the, the tightness of the manuscript to give it that room and that breath um, to just let the reader, you know, uh, go into it and, you know, make their own, make it their own story. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't share what I think the red bird is or the gorilla. <laughs> I think that's great that you don't, because I think that answers, especially in talking about grieving there's no answer you can give that's the right answer the right answer is 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 that that line we read earlier of like when you'll know when you know that she's with you all along the right answer is is the one that you come to mm-hmm. yeah i think that that's was it mo willems i think on an interview sort of famously said when he creates books um 49 of the book is his and 51% is the reader's. So when it comes out, whatever the reader sees, they're right. Mm-hmm. They're right because they, yeah. they own their experience is yeah. greater in that way, slightly greater than, than, than the book itself because they are putting themselves onto that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like the way... Um, when I would take my kids when they were younger to a museum and I was to art museums, like museum of modern art and stuff. And I would just say, you know, where did you enter into this painting Mm. and what do you see, you know, and what do you see? And, you know, whatever they saw is what they saw. You know, it's, I mean, do we really want to be told, do we really want Van Gogh to come to life and tell us that, well, here's what was happening when I painted those, those sunflowers. Mm. I mean, the minute we do that, we, we take away um, that magic. We take away um, that individual creativity because we're we're all creators at heart. You know, it's it's there. Mm. So I agree with Mo Willem. I agree with Mo Willems. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we, yeah, and so many people have. And Cindy knows this as well. We've been tagged on social media, and everybody says they share something their personal experience and I'm always it's always so um it it, it's what's the feeling like wow you know I still in wonderment that my story our story touched them in this way it's yeah I'm yeah I stand back to it I'm like (laughs) okay uh you know 
let it do what it's going to do. Can I say, Cindy, I know that we've been, <laughs> we keep saying, <laughs> we keep talking and talking about our dear friend Cindy and the wonder that she is. <laughs> but if I can, <laughs> if I can share one more personal thing, if you don't mind, um, I've, yeah. I continue to struggle in my adult life with the fact that I feel like the thing I'm supposed to do is, is, is like actually cry. But that's what I'm supposed to do is like cry the act of shedding a tear, right? Um, and I've never, that's not how I, that's not how I experience sadness. My crying feels like welling up behind my eyes, but I don't have tears. I think I wish I did because something feels wrong that I don't. But in this book, similarly, that boy doesn't either. Um, that boy, without a doubt, misses his mom and is sad and is grieving. But again, how thoughtfully this book came out. The, what, what you didn't do is say, and by the way, this is what it looks like when you know you really are authentically grieving. Because you're <laughs> crying and you're depressed and you yeah. only want to be in your room and shut off, you know, shut all the blinds and be in a dark place and... There's so much care, Jackie and Cindy, that you brought into this, perhaps even just by listening to your intuition and your experience and the way you've walked through life to tell it. And I'm so very grateful that you both, that the muse visited you both to tell this story and that you both came together to share it with all of us. It's such a beautiful book. And I really do feel privileged and grateful to have had the chance to read it thank you thank you for talking oh. to me too thank you Matthew. thank you Matthew. thank you cindy i'm gonna wrap up our time together but again i do feel like that jackie and i here at the end we really just had a love fest and didn't give you a chance to talk <laughs> and i'm sensitive I'm to that and i'm sorry over and over again while I work. Is and there anything feeling else? insecure. I'm just going to play this episode. That's so Aww. sweet. Is there anything Aww. else you wanted to share about the book or process or anything before we go, though? I don't mean to leave and, and, and cut you off. Is there anything I want to just make sure? I, I do love what, I love what Jackie said about leaving room for the magic and there are things in my process that I, it is hard to explain <laughs> because I just, I just followed, I followed my heart in this and Jackie followed her heart. And I, sometimes I feel like maybe that's why I illustrate because it's hard to, to, it's, it's hard to put into words, uh, some of these, some of these feelings. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I hope that I did that visually. So, <laughs> Great. But. well, thank you both again. You, 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 you did Cindy, if you, I know it was rhetorical, but if you need an answer, you just call up your buddy, Matthew or Jackie anytime. <laughs> and we will just resoundingly tell you, yes, yes, you did do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, Jackie, I'd love to give you a chance to speak directly to your readers. And then, Cindy, I'll ask you as well. 
Jackie, I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes, actually, this would be something that the boy or the gorilla might want to share with your classroom. Trust your feelings. Don't be afraid to share your feelings or ask questions. Someone is listening. Someone cares. That someone loves you. Thank you, Jackie. And Cindy, I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? It's okay to have big emotions. Sit with them, walk with them. They are our friends. And that's our show for today. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Matthew Winner, in my library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 600 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. If you want to help support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash matthewcwinner, and your support and contributions will directly support and impact my work here. And as always, writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with your friends through Facebook or Twitter or word of mouth or really any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that is a very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.